I'm very concerned about Mr. D. Simon. Two cats. I believe this is how animal hoarding starts. And this means that Harrison may have to stage an intervention. I'm not sure who he can recruit for that. It's going to be difficult. As for a name for the new cat, let me suggest Quigley. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, you look you look like exhausted. You look uh, I, I would say you look overworked, but you're unemployed. Yeah, so not, I don't know what the fuck you've been doing. But I don't you, even but, know. What you, but you yeah. look like you've been up for like three days straight. What, what's going on? Uh, yes and yes. Um, last night I uh, for the, and this is the first for me. Uh, I I, uh, I I I fucked a lady in a uh, a public park. Ooh, yeah, sex in public. Yeah, with a woman, no less. You've never done this before. Uh no. Wow, Not I'm surprised. No, I mean, I you know, in front of people, yes, but in a public park where it's technically illegal, no. I guess I guess I've never had sex in a park. And allegedly, I did it right. I don't know if I'm admitting to. I don't even know. I've had sex at a beach before. Right. Like, at a, I mean, is that a public park? I guess that is, but that, for some reason, I've done that too. That doesn't count. I don't know. Actually, you know, I take, you know? I, you know I've had sex at an elementary school playground. Uh, Not with an elementary school okay. child. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that me and my girlfriend at the time had sex in, like, a, the jungle gym or whatever that was. It's a good way to get on the registry, right there. I know, you know, but yeah. I mean, you're like, I was probably 17. Right. So would that, would I still be a sex offender? Well, then no. Now, yes. Yeah, now I probably would. Now it's like you send a dick pic to a, you know, when you're 16 to your 15-year-old girlfriend. Done. Sex offender. Sex offender for the rest of your life. Yeah. So you risked being on the registry to go have sex in a public park. Yes. Was it like on a picnic table? It was on a picnic table. (laughs) So cliche. Yeah, right. right. And whose idea was this? Was this yours or hers? It was hers. I knew it would be hers. Women like to be exhibitionists. They get off on it. Yeah, they enjoy this. Sure, they they, they like having sex in public. It's, right, it's, um, it's, and it was know, weird because it. it was like I I hadn't gotten any sleep the night before, so it was like I was doing it, and then like every you know every car that that drove by, like I would oh they're slowing down because they they see what's happening, you know every shadow would be a, an approaching person, you know yeah, so it, it, that, yeah. that's why it's like it's, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. It affect my boner. Yeah, but I feel like you know. This is what gay guys do like every Sunday <laughs> while their DVR is recording Game of Thrones or something. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's just like, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's funny. I was just in San Francisco last weekend and uh, I was talking to my brother about um, public sex. And he, I was saying, we were talking about Gawker. We were the, mm. my, it was Jared's birthday. So we had right. a barbecue and my brother was there. And we were talking about, um, we were talking about Grindr. Mm. And I... Uh, I mentioned, I was just like, yeah, but since so, so you guys have grinder, you just meet up at each other's mm-hmm. apartments. He's like, no, we still have sex in public. I'm like, really? Right. But you, but you guys could 
you know, actually go be like Tinder and go on a date. And he's mm. like, no, gays, gays don't do that. I was like, so what do you, what do you do? He goes, mm. oh, we just go to Sodomite Woods. I'm like, you mean that? So we hit, there's this area mm. between lower hate and upper hate. It's like a wooded area, about maybe two or three blocks. We've all heard the folk song, Dave. Yeah. We know about this woods. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he calls it Sodomite Woods. And I'm right. like, so what do you do? Because anytime you can just walk through Sodomite Woods and a gay guy will come out from behind a tree and just suck your dick. Yeah. And I was like, wow. It's, in my mind, I was picturing mm. like gay dudes just hiding up in the trees like Predator, just dropping down and yeah. sodomizing you. It sounds like a faux medieval <laughs> song that the Scorpions would have recorded. Sodomite Woods or something. Sodomite Woods. But, yeah. but, but that's the thing. Gay dudes have been doing this for centuries. Sure. They like just go meeting up in a public park. Right. Uh, fucking rest stop. Yeah. So, so that's why. Like, why, are then, why the apprehension, Harrison? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it's, ner- it's, it's a little uh, frightening, you know. Did George Michael get busted for having sex in the park? I believe it was a men's room. Oh, it was a men's room. Yeah, oh, yeah okay, yeah. So, yeah, so, but I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we and it was like, you got to be quiet. You know, it was like, uh, it was, it was cool though. I liked it. Did you do it? Like, was it like a really quick thing, like less than two minutes, or did you do no. like four different positions? Yeah, there was a couple. Oh wow! Ones, so you actually yeah. switched positions. Yeah, 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 was yeah. it? It must have been late night then. It was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What happens if you get busted in a fucking park? Just indecent I, exposure. It depends on what kind of a lawyer you get and where this happens. You know. If this happens in L.A., I'm sure it's just like you spend 24 hours in jail and then you go to court a few times, it gets dismissed. But if it's somewhere in the valley, let's say, who the fuck knows? You, you know, you get, a, you get a court-appointed attorney, you end up on the registry, probably. So, what, okay, what would happen, theoretically, if you were in your car yep. at the park having sex? Because I've done that like, many times. That's still illegal. So that's that would still be indecent exposure, like yeah. on the sex offender mm-hmm. registry. God, okay. it's it's definitely risky. I, I just know like girls when they get drunk tend to be like, let's just fuck in public because you know we could get caught and it'll heighten my passion. Mm. And you I'm know, like, dude, we have a bed. Yeah, no, I've had requests for it in the past, but I'm I don't know. Sometimes I'm kind of a dandy like that. You know, I'm like I want to do. Sexual Congress, where my <laughs> satin sheets are. You One know. of my many conquests. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, mm. they call me old-fashioned. Yeah. Or paranoid, but it's like mm. I have a fucking I have a, a one-bedroom apartment that has yeah. a bedroom in it, and mm. in my bedroom we can have sex as long as we want without fear of getting caught. Right. But maybe that's what it takes. Maybe it's the fear of getting caught. Fear is is always an important exciting. aspect of sex. Yeah. I don't know. So if if you were fucking at Burning Man, at least that's what Steve Harvey says in his latest book. You know, <laughs> if you were fucking at Burning Man, would yes. that count as uh, indecent exposure? Because um, is that a park? Uh, no, that is not a park. Actually, I don't know what the fuck it is. The playa. It's some the playa. Yeah, but I mean, it's. I, I think people try to avoid fucking there because you just get sand. Yeah, you just I get mean, a lot of vagina sand. You end up with that. You know? I remember a few years ago we interviewed a friend of mine, uh, Katie, who is like an avid Burning Man goer. I don't know if she still goes now. Mm. Probably not because she's a mom. But she was talking about that. Like uh, she tried to have sex with a guy, and he had like sand in on his dick, and she had sand in her vag. Right. And she got all cut up in her vag from trying to have sex, and she's like, it was very uncomfortable. Was it one of the uh, Winklevoss twins? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Those guys love yeah. going, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah. It's if I would go to Burning Man. So I Burning, think you need, a, you need to have, have gotten through at least one IPO in your life to afford to go to Burning Man at this point, you know? <laughs> well, Burning Man's this week. 
It's it's a, people go this whole entire week up to Labor Day and when they burn the fucking thing. Right. But I would go to Burning Man because I would love to enjoy taking a partaking in a bunch of drugs and rampant drug use and walking around and checking all the shit that's being lit mm-hmm. on fire. I think that would be really cool. However, I couldn't deal with a whole week of not being able to use a fucking toilet and being mm-hmm. covered in like fucking sand and dirt and being in that much sunlight. I would yeah. die. I would die. Yeah. I would turn to ash and I would die. It always sounded like hell to me. It sounds like hell. Because I considered going like one time because I was dating somebody that went every year with a, with a, I don't know, with a camp or whatever, you know, a bunch of yeah, that, Brooklyn people deal, where yeah. every year they plan what they're going to do and there's a theme and whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, we go and there's like, we have cook and the, everybody does a job. And it's like, you can't, because you can't just go for like two days. You basically have to go for a week. Well, it's a waste of time to go for two days. Yeah. Because you get, you're driving like mm-hmm. what, eight hours, nine hours to get up there. Yeah. And then you, you got to fucking deal with like getting through mm-hmm. all the traffic to set up. Are you just going to leave two days later? The only reason I was like considering it because I was like, it's the closest modern equivalent to the world's fairs of old. You know, like back in the day where they, they would build a temporary city. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people from all over would come over and, you know, look at, I don't know, pygmies or whatever the fuck. I guess it is kind of like the World Fair, but on LSD. Yeah. You know, in ecstasy. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is that always- and I hate ED. I, I just, I don't like EDM. You know? But, I, well, it's the EDM thing, but yeah. it's also the stupid themes. I remember yeah. a friend of mine. I like the I like them. I actually they're really cool, but they're really they were really into Burning Man. Like when they're in their twenties before they started having kids, they're super into Burning mm. Man. And so they had this whole theme called like Monticello. And they would wear like those wigs that like judges still wear in England. Mm. Yeah. You know, like a George Washington wig and they right. would walk around like we are dandies and yeah. they would like have their velvet suits on and shit like that and pantaloons. And I'm like, dude, it's like fucking four thousand degrees out here. Yeah. You're walking around dressed like a George Washington or a founding father, and uh, and and that was their theme is Monticello, and they'd make a boat, yeah, like and that that was their whole camp. And if you were in the camp, you, if men had to wear the wig things, and I was just like, no, I I will never go with you. They have things called snuggle domes, you know, <sighs> the snuggle dome. Okay, they have a thunder dome thing though. That'd be kind of cool, I guess. But it's just like it's and it's like it costs like a thousand dollars or something to go. You know what I mean? It costs a lot of money. Well, you know, I would go yeah. if if it was under this circumstance. If I could, if I was a rich Winklevoss or yeah. fucking Zuckerberg, I would fly in mm. like uh, the the night that they burned the thing, the last night. I would right. fly in like sundown right. at seven, and I would do a ton of drugs, and then before sunrise, I would take my helicopter back out. Right. So I wouldn't even have to sleep there. Yeah. You know, I, I would do something like that. Yeah, Will that ever good. happen? No. No. I mean, obviously, I don't have a helicopter, right, Zuckerberg? Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all tech people, you know. But yeah, you know they yeah. they do it though. They hire like fucking Sherpas that yeah. set up their camps and oh, cook sure. them sushi. Right, yeah. and it costs like forty thousand dollars a piece to yep. attend. Yeah, it's just like you know you're kind of like yeah. uh, you know it's contradicting the spirit of Burning Man. When I was faced with that, I was just like, I my girlfriend told me like, hey, you know what? Why don't she'd never been out of the country? So I was like, why don't we just go to Croatia? Let's go to Croatia. That's where I'm going. You want to go with me? I'm gonna go anyway. <laughs> You know, and then we did that instead. So I would rather do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hung Young Terrorist recently asked me if to go with <laughs> really? her. Yeah, <laughs> like that this year. Yeah, this, oh, this, wow. this year, and um, which would entail paying for her to go. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what her job is. So you would have to actually pay to take her there. Pay, would yeah. you drive to? I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> the travel. Just, I didn't get that far. You know, were you just like so, no? Yeah, I was just like no. <laughs> 
and she's like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably fuck you there. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't. <laughs> People get the impression sometimes that I care. Um, yeah. And I don't. So. Yeah. It, you know, I, 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 more power to you if you like to go to Burning Man. I'm sure it's a mm. good time. It's just, I would die and I, I would complain the whole time. Actually, what would happen to me is I would just like hide out in my tent and never leave until mm. like maybe for a couple hours at night. But then I'd hear the EDM and look at all the fucking stupid people with their glow sticks and I'd go right mm. back into the tent. Yeah. You know? fetal position rocking back and forth till it was over yeah it seems like one of those things where i'd be like all right i just gotta wait this out now i just yeah. gotta wait this out yeah yeah well but so burning man's burning man is this week and a lot of people are, are freaking out about it but um one news outlet that will not be reporting about burning man is gawker.com mm. i'm really bummed about this i'm re- very upset about this you know it, it, that but was today gawker and larry wilmore were my Basically, my only sources of of news. Yeah, they canceled and, Larry Wilmore's yeah, yeah. show too. So now I have no source of news. Yeah, it's kind of other you know, than you. Other than you, when I come in here and you start. Yeah, I, I yeah. do actually wish yeah. you would read the yeah. fucking news every now and then because we do a news show. So yeah. that probably would be a good idea. Yeah. Be informed. <laughs> no, you come over here and I'm telling you a story. You're like I didn't hear that. Yeah, haven't read the really? news three days. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Gawk, Gawker's been a site that I've loved for a long time. I've mm. been a an avid reader of gawker mm. for it's been around what like 14 years yeah you know i've been an avid reader of gawker for a long time and i still support mm. their sites like jezebel kotaku mm. io9 they're all great blogs and i love mm. the way they present their news gawker the past couple of years changed their format it used to be like you know weird news and entertainment news mm. and political news and then they switched to just political news mm. which is fine yeah because i like the writers like hamilton nolan is a gifted writer I love ashley feinberg ashley feinberg she's yeah. great too yeah um but they kind of dug their own grave with this. And we've talked about it before. Yeah. You know, they, that's the thing with Gawker. Well, I, I love Gawker, yeah. and they push the envelope. But it's like, they, they shouldn't have published the fucking Hogan sex tape. I don't think they had an in-house counsel. I don't, maybe I, not. I, I, I don't literally know. don't think they did, and which is insane to me. It's insane. It, it, is, it yeah. is crazy that they don't have a gatekeeper that goes out right. on that site. Well, because the weird thing about the site, and this is why it was so great, is that it was basically just something founded on a whim by a, a coked-up Chelsea queen, uh, Nick Denton, who's a good, just dude from a rich family. Well, he's who, bankrupt now. Yeah, and uh, you know he started it, and uh, he just didn't care. It was just like, oh, I don't even think he thought it would be a thing. It'd be like doing a webcomic in 2004, just on a whim, and then it becomes a big... I, I, I didn't think, you know... When, when so, was so Gawker founded? Was it, like it was the early aughts. Yeah, it was the early aughts. Yeah, yeah. like 2002 and mm-hmm. 2003, and yeah. then... Yeah, and it blew up. Because I mean, it was it all run by like the children of like elite New England families and shit, you know. Well, the, the, the thing is with Gawker is they, as I was saying, they mm. push the envelope. And it's like sometimes it's going to come back and bite you. Like that with Peter Thiel. Yeah. That, uh, the millionaire. So they outed Peter Thiel and then uh, they, they had that. I don't know if they, they, I don't think they still do it anymore, but they had this uh, section called Valley Wag, which is like. I loved Valley Wag. Yeah, and it was, it was basically great. just like gossip about the tech Silicon yeah. Valley kind well, of because it was so, it was just, the, it was just so much bile and hatred towards yeah. the tech industry. And since I worked in the tech industry, I loved it. You know, well, I loved it too because yeah. I mean, it was the tech industry because all the other tech, all the other tech, com- all uh, tech journalism companies just are sucking their dicks all the time. 
Oh yeah, you know? I mean they, yeah. they all were. I even yeah. worked for a tech right. a, 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 a tech blog that was sucking the dick of all the tech companies. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. They they were changing San Francisco to, into what it is today, and yeah. it's like you know I had a lot of animosity towards them, and it was great to see you know a website skewering them, mm. you know. And uh, but at the same time, it's like you gotta be aware of the repercussions. I mean, right. This Peter Thiel guy obviously had this vendetta for years after being outed by Gawker, right? Uh, which is kind of irresponsible, especially for a managing editor to do that. Um, even though Nick Denton doesn't take the blame, he's kind of like, "Oh, you know, it happens." But mm. I mean, people knew about it. We just mentioned it casually, and on the off chance that someone might, you know, be aware that he's gay. I mean, who knows? You know, but I mean, it's you publish that. And people well, are going to be there's there's negative consequences. They, they've 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 had a long tradition of kind of a detached irony in which they do things, which is one of the things I always loved about them. And that was actually what fucked them in the trial with Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah. AJ Delario on the stand was just like being sarcastic <laughs> to it. And, and I don't know juries in Florida they don't they don't know sarcasm. You know what I mean? Well, also they the jury in that. Florida they don't know metaphors. I mean, I think the average Floridian probably yeah. doesn't isn't aware of Gawker Media. No, doesn't they read don't know the you know website. Yeah. They, they have no uh, perception of irony. You know, well, they, that's they, like news on the TV, but on what on like a computer. And uh, that, that's, that's, yeah. that's the thing with jury. It's like you got a bunch of old people. Yeah. And yeah. some, you know, old Asian ladies and right. like fat white guys that you know, retired. What is this? Gawker yeah. Media. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. It's like, and yeah. so AJ Delaria is the guy yeah. that actually wrote this. The He's he's the one who the wrote editor. the article, yeah. the editor that uh, that posted the, the Hulk Hogan sex tape. And, and he has a $220 million hold on his bank account. <laughs> he's like, he makes like 40 grand a year. <laughs> Well, he, I remember they were, weren't they asking him like, you know, the lawyers were like, so uh, what's your boundaries? Like, mm. would you uh, post a sex tape of a four-year-old? He's no, like, you would be a child. Yeah, a child. Like, what, what would be the age and He's limit? like, probably not. And they're like, what's yeah, the age limit? Yeah. He's just like, I guess I would do a four-year-old. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, a four-year-old, <laughs> but I don't, can you get my sarcasm, you know? But that's the thing. No. Like, I'm surprised Vice Magazine hasn't fell into this wormhole, you know? But well, maybe because they, they have managing editors. They had lawyers from the beginning. They, Vice has always been very, very thoughtful and careful about their brand. And st- like their Gawker just didn't give a fuck. Whereas Vice has given way too many fucks <laughs> since the very, very beginning. But they, but they act like they don't give a. Oh, fuck. Oh, they act. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all part of an act. And the thing I, I loved about Gawker was like the the detached irony that they're part of their whole thing. I remember one of their writers, maybe in the the late aughts or something. Emily Gold got a book deal to for a novel and she got like a $200,000 advance or something like that. And this was the first one of these Gawker writers to get a oh, deal wow, like this, yeah. you know. And uh, and the book uh, did, did terribly. It sold like 2,000 <laughs> copies. The, the title of the book was And the Heart Says Whatever. <laughs> the Heart Says Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Accurately so. depicting the Gawker attitude. Apparently the, uh, the earnest women who make up most of the book market didn't take to it so you know there you go <laughs> so they pissed off peter thiel yeah and then meanwhile over years he's you know been festering he's having this rage finally uh he he uh admitted that he's mm. actually been bankrolling the lawyers that right. were representing hogan yeah so he spent millions of dollars mm. to bankrupt gawker right just because he was pissed off and so you know at the same time yeah fuck peter thiel the guy's a right. dickhead yeah it's like really you'll get over it dude <laughs> You know, it's your gay. Just it's accepted. You know, well, and I'm sure the entire time he's plotting this, he's uh, swirling a glass of brandy 
while getting his dick sucked by a twink that he won in a bidding war with David Geffen. I'm sure. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, but anyway, it's like at the same time, I'm, I'm somewhat envious of Peter Thiel. Not because he has millions of dollars. Well, yes. Because he has millions of dollars. But the fact that this guy could just spend, you know, $20 million to bankrupt a company. Like if, if I had Peter Thiel mm. money, if I had like a disposable income to millions of dollars, mm. first thing I would do is I would buy Reddit. Yeah. I'd buy Reddit.com. I don't know. How much do you think Reddit costs? 20 million, 30 million? Yeah, something like that. So whatever. I'll buy Reddit and I would mm. shut it down. Yeah. And it's, if you went to Reddit.com, <laughs> you'd just see a picture of Goatsy's asshole. Yeah. And Reddit would be gone. Because fuck Reddit. Yeah. I'd Reddit, I've I'd always just replace Reddit. it with Zombocom. That's what I would do. But, you know, hey. I, you know, I would just, yeah, yeah. I would, I would just shut it down and be a picture of Goatsy. Yeah. Because okay. I fucking hate that. I've never, I've never liked Reddit. I mean, I never thought anything would actually make me pine for fucking somethingawful.com, but Reddit no. does that. Yeah, it does. The UI so alone does that. Jesus Christ. The forum Christ. on Something Awful is way better yeah. than Reddit. Yeah, yeah. I have 4chan's better than Reddit. Ugh, yeah. You know, and, and I don't even understand 4chan, how 4chan works either, but it's like, I like 4chan better yeah. than Reddit. It's the UI yeah. on Reddit that just pisses me off. And and the whole the, the, the whole thing, it's like you got some like agoraphobic neckbeard moderator yeah. who's just like, he doesn't have enough gold stars and... Yeah purple horseshoes to post yeah. in this in this subcategory so then they delete any posts that you yeah. have because, because it's you, run you, by serious internet people and this is the way serious internet people have always run the things that they give a fuck about you know like i remember i had a lot of friends in the wares community back in the day i don't even know what that is it's like when you would pirate uh software and games but before oh, okay. pirate bay before any any fucking before torrents yeah any moron could do it like uh, and and they're just so serious about it and exclusionary. You know, it's like it's just like, oh well, how many O day releases have you brought us? Oh, none. Well, you can't have this game. Mm, you know. Well, it's just this like click of these dudes that've been doing mm. being on you know commenting on Reddit for the past ten years, fifteen mm. years, or however long Reddit's been around. Mm. And it's like, well, you're not in the click because you don't have enough gold stars, so you can't post in this mm. video's po mm. category. It's just like, fuck you, Reddit. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is I would ruin the one thing that those people give a shit about. And Un that's kind of what Unix, Peter, Linux? No, it what? would be, okay. Reddit would be gone. So now your whole social community is gone. Yep. And now you gotta fucking like leave your house and go meet yeah. somebody. Right. Or go to another fucking forum. Yeah. But that's kind of what Peter Thiel did. I mean, right. he's like all these people who love Gawker, like us. Mm. He's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. You know, and then, then, then he has the money, you can actually do it. So uh, Univision actually acquired Gawker. They right. bought it for $135 million. Univision, the Spanish channel, yeah, the sure, Spanish sure. network. I don't know what they're going to do. With it. They shut Gawker down. Gawker's shut down. $135 million is nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like what fucking Bezos bought the goddamn Washington Post for, you know? Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy. They, I think Univision is trying to diversify mm. their holdings. But uh, they bought Gawker, Gawker Media, and they're keeping all the other sites, Jezebel, mm. Kotaku, io9. Um, but they're, uh, yeah, they, they, they've shut down Gawker. Gawker.com is done. The dumbest thing about this whole thing is that they're like, oh, yeah, we have this site that does celebrity gossip that's unvetted. <laughs> Why don't you keep that in a completely separate company as all the other companies? You yeah. fucking morons! <laughs> Did they even talk to a lawyer? Like, what the fuck? I, you know, I'm I'm amazed by it. But I think he would have Nick Denton would have been, you know, blown by a lawyer at some point. Well, Jesus, Nick Denton resigned. He was saying yeah. that uh, he he's actually personally liable for ten million dollars from the Hogan judgment. Okay, you know, and uh, he told mm. staffers it'd be too much of a liability if uh, mm. 
for Univision if he stuck around. So he resigned. I think eventually it'll get it'll get reversed this the decision, or it'll be a lot less money. I think they're settling because apparently that judge. Uh, well, apparently that judge uh, gets like fifty percent of his decisions overturned. Oh, does he? Something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I read that uh, Hogan's lawyers and Gawkers are actually coming to a settlement, so I don't think mm. it'll be one hundred forty million dollars. Mm. But um, I, I just wonder, like, what? Why doesn't Nick Denton just go and start a new blog? I mean, he's got the connections. Just go start a new one. Call it Mocker. Call it horribly <laughs> in debt. Yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> but I mean, he could. Yeah. He could do it. I mean, he's got the connections, and right. then he won't be in debt anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm sure if like... You can't own it. They'll just take it. I, and, yeah, until I guess they until figure he's it, paid until it, it's until he's paid yeah. it off. But, yeah. but actually, he's, he's declared bankruptcy. Hmm. So, I mean, how does that work? Can you oh, keep going after declare, somebody? No, you can't. They can't, I think. Yeah, no, he right? declared bankruptcy. Yeah, he's okay. bankrupt. So, okay. I don't know if they can... I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be renting any apartments anytime soon. <laughs> buying a car getting a car loan but no I, I don't know I mean it's as you know initially I declare when, bankruptcy when we first discussed about the, the whole Gawker thing it's yeah. like you know I, I felt they were kind of hypocritical and I, I know we talked about this before we where have. it's like they were you know would Saying that they, they were declaring that anybody mm. who looked at the the during the fappening the Jennifer Lawrence pictures, mm. anyone who would look at one of those is a disgusting, evil person. You should delete any of those pictures that come your way. But then a month later, they're like, "Check out Hulk Hogan's dick! Ha ha ha! It's so small." And it's like, okay, dudes, you know, it's kind of hypocritical for you to decry one group for looking at a picture of Jennifer Lawrence naked and saying that's an invasion mm. of privacy, but yet let's post this picture of Hulk Hogan fucking. Yeah, but these are. This is also a company run by like twenty-four-year-olds who don't get paid anything and who are in and out every month. I'm sure it was like a completely different staff by the time that happened. Well, honestly, so, but I'm saying it's like you can't say that they're not accountable. There's no persisting ethos, yeah. other than I fucking agree. sarcasm there. So. But in the end, it's like you know, it, we're the ones that that are going to be bummed about it. It's, it fucking mm. sucks. It's like I love I loved going to Cocker. Yeah, it was one of my favorite sites to read in the morning. Yeah. So I will be missing Gawker. Me too. And uh, fuck you, Peter Thiel. You're yeah. a dick. <laughs> you fuck. Uh, people, this episode 547 here is sticking wrong. Um, we have uh, news articles coming up next and phone calls after that. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clit Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The clit bumper is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. So, uh, Harrison, have you ever been to uh, Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous Course. meetings? Of course. I've been to both. And uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is where you go if you're serious about recovery for any substance. Narcotics Anonymous is where you go to score drugs. Just to go meet a dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, well, now uh, there's a racist anonymous oh. going on. Yeah, North Carolina Church is holding racist anonymous meetings. 
So if you're a self-admitted racist looking to change your ways, yeah. now you can go to this racist anonymous meeting from 6 to 7 mm. on Wednesdays and at the United Church of Christ in Concord. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they have a sign that says racism. Mm. I ignore mm. it and it won't go away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be a hilarious yeah. thing to do. Yeah. I think it just, I would love, I mean, I've, I guess I've been to an AA meeting with a friend mm-hmm. and just, just to check it out because yeah. she used to go to it um, in Michigan. But uh, I've never actually been, yeah, I've never regularly attended meetings. I, you know, some people find it extremely helpful. Right. You know, it's changed their lives. Around. Sure. It's I a think community. It's you know, I think oftentimes they kind of push God on you. They do, yeah. But hey, it's, it's I mean, a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a thing. But I would love to go to a Races Anonymous meeting. Mm. Could you imagine? So much like Alcoholics or Narcotics Anonymous, RA is run by a licensed therapist. Yeah, it adheres to a twelve step model, which allows participants freedom in deciding how much or how little they'd like to disclose. Okay. So it, what 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 are the meetings like? Are they just sitting up and be like, you know, I, I said the word nigger four times today and I told someone to hire a Jew lawyer. Yeah. And then everyone's like, okay, it's, it's, yeah. it'll be fine. Thank you for uh, disclosing yeah. that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's in North yeah. Carolina. I could just picture these rednecks. Um, yeah, you know, they, I wonder, like, uh, how many people are actually attending these? I but, bankrupted uh, one of them Jew-run news websites <laughs> earlier today. I'm sorry. Peter Thiel, you're a dick. Mm. <laughs> That's what they would say. Now, you, you wouldn't do that. I just want to, I mean, you'd have to share. It's like you'd talk about all the, uh, your racist thoughts. Right. Uh, Carol Stanley, who mm-hmm. runs the, uh, the church's RA meeting, said some participants flat out admit that they're racist. They, they, they right up front. They're like, I am a racist person. I want to change my ways. Mm-hmm. Well, others claim they're not so sure. But we're becoming clearer mm-hmm. and clearer on the unconscious racism that we all carry. My name is, is uh, Tyler, and uh, I might be a racist. I... I, I, I used to watch Family Feud and I stopped when they got that Steve Harvey fella and I, I think he's really funny I just he's a bl- I think it's because he's a black a black gentleman that's why I don't watch it no more do you think it's going to happen when people commit a hate crime you're going to have to go to RA meetings as part of your probation well now they still they do that now like whenever celebrity like Mel Gibson they're like I'm going to rehab I'm like what rehab is anger this anger management yeah. it's like yeah, oh I'm a terrible person so I'm going to be a different person now like what? How do you do that? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they have a race. We do. We should start a racist anonymous meeting here. I thought you were going to say a race war, and I was like, <laughs> I was all on board. I like, was like, racist yeah, anonymous. Let me get my guns out of the fucking, uh, you know, out of the bunker. If, okay, it. but if there was a racist anonymous mm. meeting here in Hollywood, mm. would you go? Um. <clears throat> uh. Yeah. I wouldn't mind checking it out. Oh, well, definitely. I mean, something to do, you know. I mean, this one in uh, North Carolina is about a dozen people, young and old. If I get every bored week. every now and then, I'll go to like a Crowley Mass. You know, you got to do something. <laughs> you got to do. You, you drink know. shitty coffee. Yeah. You can yeah. say how many times you've uh, yelled out "kike." Right. Yeah. You can say that at least three or four times a day, especially when I'm driving. Right. Yeah. Goddamn kikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second story is quite controversial. Here, did you see? That picture of the dad that posted, uh, he, he made a Facebook post with a picture of his eight-year-old shooting her first deer and then taking a bite out of its quivering heart. Yes. Do you see it? I did see it, yeah. It, the, the, the look on this child's face is horrifying. Hmm. I mean, it really is. Like, I mean, you know, I got to say, like, I'm sure a lot of people were expecting us to talk about it. Like, well, D's a vegetarian. He's going to go off on this. 
You know, I, I saw that picture. Uh-huh. And sure, I'm yeah. vegetarian. Uh, I, you know, grew up with a father that was anti-hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my dad bonded, you know, watching Holocaust movies and and uh, reading the Torah or whatever. But, you know, that's, you bond with your dad. I actually think it's beautiful that this father and daughter are able to bond in this way. Like, and, and he's passing, you know, he's teaching this kid something, a tradition that they've had in their family. And I actually think mm-hmm. it's great. Sure. I think it's, it's vile <laughs> that this child is, is murdering some animal and mm-hmm. eating its heart. But at the same time, can we condemn a father's love for his child? You know, or how, who are we to judge? How if it's not like they're doing anything illegal. I mean, that's how you gain the heart of, of your, you know, quarry. Yeah, but it's you not eat like- its heart. That's how you. I mean, that's how you get its strength. You know. Yeah, but it's not like they're going out raping disabled people. No, you they're know, not. It's like, you know, I mean, they're 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 killing. Although um, I don't know, that might be on the, on the agenda for next week. <laughs> you know, black disabled, and then they have to go to Racist Anonymous. So. so a post submitted to the New Zealand Woman Hunters Facebook. Yeah, this didn't happen in America. This happened mm-hmm. in New Zealand. A post submitted to the New Zealand Woman Hunters Facebook. So this is page. a group of people that uh, hunt women in New Zealand. No, women hunters. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. The female hunters. Okay. Uh, this amassed nearly 20,000 shares. People were quite proud of it uh, yeah. before being taken down uh, because all the liberal um, liberals were outraged. Uh, mm. The set of photos showed a proud papa and his daughter uh, happily posing with the girl's first kill, a young stag. And then he posted this. And this is my favorite part. Mm. He goes, I'm a proud dad. Check out my little pink ninja princess, Chloe. Yeah. In parentheses, eight years old. This girl's eight. Right. Uh, with her first deer, a young stag, shot in a bush block on a friend's farm last weekend. She made a tricky downhill shot using my shoulder as a leaning rest and shot with dad's seven, seven millimeter 08 at about 40 meters. Then she took a bite from its warm, quivering heart. Go, Chloe. I have literally no problem with this whatsoever. You know, my you, only concern would be, is it safe to eat the raw heart of a deer? I don't know. You might get worms or, or something. Bacteria or something. I mean, because I, I eat raw horse meat in Japan, you know? Yeah, I um, mean... I mean, and I'm fine. I guess it improves the immune... I have no idea. Well, hasn't it been like a hunting... Like, didn't Native Americans do this? You take a bite out of the heart of your, your first kill? I think that's like an African thing. Maybe. Or it might be a... Who knows? But it is a thing. It's it, a thing. That's the thing. I find this... A, to be a vile act. I think it's gross to, to, to go out and, and kill this, this living animal. But at the same time, it's like hunting is, mm-hmm. is not illegal. And if it's, if it's something that, that you're passionate about and you can do this, and you're not poaching, you're not killing an endangered species, then there's nothing wrong with it. Shouldn't you be a burning man <laughs> right about now? Isn't that what... With all my yeah. other, other hippie friends. I mean, I don't know if you've ever... I mean, you're from Michigan, dude. Like, if you've ever driven around... I've never been to Michigan, but I've driven around fucking West Virginia. And it's literally just like a goddamn, the whole state's a deer convention. Every fucking, every 30 feet, you're swerving to avoid a deer. You got to kill them. They'll overrun the fucking earth if you don't. You know, the rabbi used to make a lot of, uh, a lot of jokes about it. It was a running joke. Because mm-hmm. Jews, Jews don't hunt. Right. Like, typically. Right. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure there are rich Jews that go on safari hunts. Yeah. But I mean, typically, uh, most Jews do not hunt. And right. so my dad thought it was really hilarious that all the hicks in Michigan right. would uh, take their children out of school for a fucking week. Right. Like right when hunting season started in November, yeah. they would take their kids out of school for a week and just drive them up north to their hunting cabins or whatever. And they would just kill things for a week. Right. My dad thought it was hilarious. He's like, yeah. these, he's like, their parents don't want their children to be educated. Yeah. <laughs> so they teach them to kill. Yeah. And I remember this, this one guy that, uh, he was our neighbor. We bought my car from him. My dad called mm. him his, 
his name was Stanley something. I forget yeah. his last name. But he and his wife, like, they would go out, and that was their tradition. They'd go mm. out, he'd kill something, and the wife would skin it. So my dad okay. called him Killer and the wife Skinner. Okay. He's just like, yes, yeah. Killer and Skinner coming over for dinner. Right. <laughs> okay, he thought that was really funny. It was like yeah. a running joke. But it, but it was funny, though. In Michigan, you would, like, be driving, mm. you know, driving down the street. You'd mm. park in a McDonald's, and a truck would pull up with mm. a fucking deer strapped to the, in the bed of the truck, like, mm. cut open blood all over the bed and that's normal and yet that's how normal. much how much money did your father the rabbi make from the jew tax every time he went to the slaughterhouse to bless the kills there <laughs> and the ketchup and whatnot right racist anonymous for you ah damn it um damn it yeah but uh, that's the thing it's like you know what they're doing is not illegal. What they're doing is like a familial tradition. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I think it's fucking gross that you take your kid go, to go murder something when you're six years old. But you know mm. what, though? This girl, Chloe, is going to be prepared for the impending apocalypse. I mean, I wish my dad had taken me hunting instead of uh, forcing me to play golf, you know? What are you going to do when the zombies attack? Run out with your golf club? Uh, Show yeah. your cat at them? <laughs> It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Just be like, you know, zombies, you shouldn't be eating mm. people. You should be eating vegetables. Like, but, but this, this girl is going to be like fucking Charlize Theron and Mad Max. She's right. just going to come out with her guns and kill everything. Well, I mean, I don't know what New Zealand is like, but uh, like a lot of people in America don't realize this, but like most of Australia is basically the hills have eyes. Yeah. Full I mean, of, of, like of the, maniacs and monsters. The whole middle of the yeah. Austra- of Australia. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Chloe's been, uh, Coming hunting. This is the dad said that uh, Chloe's been com- coming hunting with me since she was eight months old on a front pack. I don't know quite what that means. I think he like put her on a papoose oh, and went a, and killed things. A baby things. Bjorn. Yeah, baby Bjorn for the. <laughs> I just love it's like yeah. I, I love how this 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 father yeah. and the mother were like, yeah. you know, she's eight months old. Strap her to yourself yeah. and go kill things when because you, that's normal. That's try what you not should to get do with any of the child. blood on her when you're skinning it out there <laughs> in the field. Um, he says this was her first deer. Mm. She has shot a goat and has been target shooting. Right. You know that, that I remember a friend of mine was telling me that. Uh, when he was like six or seven, mm. his dad was like, you know, a very burly, redneck Michigan man. And he was like, you're going to learn how to hunt and be a man. Yeah. And he took his kid out and uh, shot a deer. The mm. deer didn't die, but it was wounded. Mm. And so he made his son, he took a handgun, made, gave the handgun to his son, who was like six or seven, mm. and was like, shoot it in the head and put it out of its misery. Right. And so this kid was crying, and he shot this deer in the head, and he said he's never forgot that moment. He was, like, traumatized by it. Mm. And I, I couldn't even imagine that. Like, I it just, you know, I, yeah, I couldn't even imagine that. Well, I mean, there's a long tradition you know, of, fa- of fathers uh, taking the steps to make sure their sons can't feel feelings, right? <laughs> and that's one way to do it. I, honestly, I would rather... Uh, experience that as a method rather than my father's method which was just like a years of relentless angry bullying <laughs> that was a, that was probably worse i would have rather just fucking shot bambi's mom to be honest but but that's the thing it's it's a familial tradition like i remember when my dad made me cut my first foreskin i was it was weird it was a weird situation are you serious are you serious <laughs> are you serious right now, now? i'm lying okay <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. It's just like, David, come on. We're going to a bris today. You're going to learn to become a man. What do you get out? You got a learner's <laughs> permit? The DMV? God damn it. I was only eight years old. Yeah. Like, you know, I grabbed mm. that foreskin, just slice it off. <sighs> um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, this, this, it's a, it's a, it's a father daughter mm. bonding ritual. Sure. 
And at least this kid's going to be ready for the apocalypse. I, I approve of all of this. That's all I got to say. All right. And it, it, it is funny, though. If you even like, So someone posted this to the Sick and Wrong Facebook page, and there's like this really long comment section right. of all these people arguing back and forth. So if you... If yeah, you, and a lot of people are like, America. It's yeah. not America. <laughs> Fuck you. It's happened in fucking New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite comments, I don't know who, who wrote this, but mm. someone was just being like, it's barbaric, it's mm. savage, and they were saying mm. this. And then one of the English people, they're like... We'd never do that in the UK, mm. and the guy's like, "Sure, we'd never do that in the UK, but yet we would go fox hunting, right? You know, and like have our dogs rip this fox to shreds, <laughs> you know, as if that's not inhumane." Yeah, you know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you have a story about the uh, about uh, um, was it the the subway in New yeah, York? Yeah, and it's a story about a thing I do not at all miss ever: the uh, New York City subway. Yeah, you know, uh, back mm. in April when I was in New York. Mm. Um, I got to ride the subway extensively, mm. and I remembered like how much I hated it. Mm. That, that's the thing; it it smells like garbage down there and death. Yeah, garbage, death, and urine. Yeah, and uh, it's sure there there's not as many homeless people. the The subway isn't covered in graffiti like it used to be. Right, you know, you're not going to get stabbed. You're not going to have to well, be. Uh, the problem is like you have to when you wait for the train in the summer. It's so there's the trains are air conditioned, but it's so hot down in the platform. Like I when I was when I was in New England like a few weeks ago, you couldn't go outside. Yeah, it, you walk it's outside so and it's too. just like oh, it's so humid you can't even go outside. So the basically the subway platform is is that times three. Yeah, so and, you're going anywhere. By the time you get there, you're literally soaked in your own sweat, like fucking John Belushi. It, that's what amazes me. It's like you you're like if you take the uh, the metro here, which mm. no one rides because it doesn't really go anywhere. But you mm. go down there, it's like the the you know the the uh, the platform's actually kind of nice. It's air conditioned. You know, it's it's, it's earthquake proof. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. It's almost same, like the Soviets built it. Same with the BART train in, yeah. in San Francisco. But if you mm. go down to the MTA yeah. in uh, New York City, it's like you go down there and it's been like that. It, it, they haven't, you know, they haven't cleaned it. They haven't really like changed anything right. or modernized it since like fucking what the right. ni- early 1900s, right? And you there know? are also whole like underground civilizations down there too. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an awful experience. Mm-hmm. And and only people that that have been on a, a crowded train that stopped on the tracks when you're just like shoved up, you got your face in someone's armpit. Yeah, and it's hot as fuck outside, and the air conditioning mm-hmm. dies in the car. Only you can like. Only someone who's experienced that horror right. can understand. Because no one handles it well, but there's always going to be at least one or two people in your car who handle it really poorly and yeah. start like smashing their head against the wall. Or screaming yeah, or yeah, yeah. crying yeah. or urinating. Yeah, make it worse. Yeah. So anyway, this story's about that. <laughs> Goes out to all those folks, all those great folks out there. Uh, strap hangers go berserk after woman tosses bugs in subway car. That this is a this is beyond a nightmare. This is like worse than um, Child's Play the movie. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is worse than a Serbian film. You ever see that? A Serbian film. It's one of the uh, I guess most uh, vile horror movies that have ever been made. Nope. This is worse. Okay. I'd rather I'd rather deal with Serbian film than this. Okay. All right. I'm sure it's not worse than the. Hente visual novel game I was playing yesterday, but let's <laughs> let's give it a shot here. Uh, a crazed woman trying to sell crickets and worms on a D train suddenly threw them all over the crowded car, sending it into chaos during the evening commute. Jesus Christ! 
I like how that you know why not an entrepreneurial woman? Why a crazed woman? You know, it's there's already a slant here. Yeah, know? but she's got like a box of fucking crickets and worms on the side. That's the problem with New York. Mm. Actually, it's the problem with any mass transit system mm. in any metropolitan area. It's like you you have no idea who's going to get on that train. No, you have no idea what this person could be holding yeah. or carrying. There was a woman I used to ride with in the morning, at least once a week. This this old homeless woman. And she had just like a huge, it wasn't like a box. It was like a bunch of boxes wrapped in plastic into one big parcel. But, and I don't know what was in the parcel, but I think, oh, and it was garbage bags too. It yeah. must, yeah. I mean, it must have been um, uh, uh, dead skunks wrapped in feces. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's what it smelled. Like, there's nothing else it could have been. It was dead skunks. <laughs> In a pile of feces, that had to be what it was, and and I'd be like, and everyone would go, I had to go on the other side of the car, and I'd look at her, and she'd just look at me with this kind of like weird look of shame, you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay, she, but why, lady? But why she, are you doing this? She's got this look of like, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, 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 but I can't do anything about this. I'm sorry, but I have to bring these feces-covered dead skunks into the city every morning for the world to keep spinning. <laughs> This is the suffering I did. This is my cross I have to bear. Have you, know? you taken the bus in San Francisco? No. It, it's, it's, no, it's, I have, actually. I have taken the bus. It's an awful experience. There's always some maniac. Yeah, there's always yeah. a maniac. But the yeah. thing is, it's funny, because I, mm. so I was just there last weekend, and I was, I was taking the bus down to Hate Street, and uh, I was on the bus, and it was... So now you can get a card, mm. like, a, you know, like an MTA card. You get a card that you can put your fare on, you can hold it. And so white people, when they get on the bus... Mm. You know, like well, San Francisco techie people mm. will like go and like you know scan their card. Mm. So it's like people can board the bus from the back doors or the front doors. Mm. You, could, you don't even have to go by the bus driver. You just scan your card and get mm. on the bus. Homeless people don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And homeless people are just like fuck it, just walk on the bus. Yeah. And the bus drivers don't do anything about it. What are they gonna do? Exactly. They're what are they gonna, gonna pay do? Enough to do? So it's shit, like you have all please. these like. So I was on the train or on the bus, mm. and I'm sitting there. There's a homeless guy got on, just walks mm. on. Obviously, doesn't scan his mm. card. Yeah, and he gets sits down, and he's just carrying like a jar, looks like a pickle mm. jar mm. with something floating in it ah. that could have been feces. I'm not quite sure, yeah. but I was just looking at it, and it's like he's got a mm. fucking jar filled with urine and unidentifiable floating objects. And I'm just like, I'm mm. gonna move far away from this guy. I don't even sit down on on on. The tr you know, public trains. Okay. It's disgusting. Well, there you go. But this is a whole other level. I have sex on picnic tables, so I don't <laughs> give a shit. But here we go. Um, yeah, so the woman walked in the train about 6 p.m. Wednesday, so people are coming home from work. You know, and it's probably crowded. Day. You probably yeah. can't even move on this train. Oh, yeah. And made a pitch to passengers to try to get them to buy the chirping insects and wrigglers. Uh, a group of teenagers pushed her. So how we, group of teen, groups of teenagers on the subway are the worst, you know. They're, well, they're not the worst. Okay. No, but they're, they're fucking bad. assholes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's like prompting her to freak out and toss the box of pests into the air. <laughs> <laughs> said witnesses. Strap hangers then started screaming and crying and all ran down to one end of the car. By the way, I love the term strap hanger. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that before. You've never heard I've that before. I've never heard that term before I read the story. Strap it's, hanger. It's an old... They still say it nowadays. It's an old but, thing for the summer. But it summer. sounds like something from like, you know, 1930s radio shows. <laughs> the strap hangers. Yeah. News on the march. <laughs> strap hangers harassed by large groups of insects. All right. So, um, <laughs> it was pandemonium, said Chris Calabrese, 29, 
who was on the train with his girlfriend. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen on a train. Yeah. Someone uh, then pulled the emergency brake. Which which you can never do. Never do that. That's a ever, cardinal sin. Never, like, ever do that. You can never... I've never had that happen. It will never make things better. <laughs> like, unless the train is like going straight towards a fucking brick wall. Yeah. That's the only reason you would pull the emergency brake. Because they did this when it was going over the Manhattan Bridge. Because uh, I used to Christ, take the fucking dude. D train, you know? And uh, yeah, if you pull that, the, the air conditioning gets shut down. You're just in a fucking sweat box over the goddamn river with every other maniac, and people start losing their minds. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the thing. It's like you're mm. you're within like three inches of mm. everyone else. Like yeah. you have no personal space, yeah. and now you're trapped in a sweat box with insects. Yeah, and it's not like you can even break you know the window open and go. You're on the fucking bridge, man. <laughs> you're over the river. So the air conditioning shut off, and the screaming passengers were all stuck inside the sweltering car with the woman. Who then treated them to antics, you know? It's, gotta, it's like being stuck thing, in a, yeah. you know, in an elevator with Gallagher. You know, there's, <laughs> he'll treat you some antics if you, you know, maybe if he feels like it for half an hour as the cr- crickets jumped on passengers. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I, I don't even know what I would do. This is a fate worse than death. I'd start, I would literally freak out. I'd start killing crickets. Is what I do. I would start killing crickets, but they'd yeah. be crawling all over. This is yeah. like a fucking uh, like mm. the, like the Ten Commandments or like the fucking the, 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 the in Egypt. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. remember the fucking locusts? I, I mean, I'm hoping there was a street musician to do that weird stringed instrument thing they always do with a lot of bugs in movies where it's like... <laughs> to, I, to yeah, company I don't even it, know. You know? Um, yeah. The worms just wriggled on the floor. <laughs> as worms are wont to do. And so wait, everybody's running to one end of the car? Yeah, yeah. Screaming? God, yeah. I couldn't imagine. She was banging on the doors and trying to climb out the windows. Everyone had crickets on their arms. (laughs) My girlfriend was crying, (laughs) said Calabrese. Then some men were trying to hold her down, and she started trying to throw up on them. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Now, not only are you covered in locusts, there's worms on the ground. You're in a sweat box. You're trapped up on a bridge. Now a woman's freaking out trying to throw up on people. She's she's like a she's like a one woman book of revelations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this lady. Yeah. Um, dear God, the woman then urinated on the floor, and everyone <laughs> everyone again ran to the other side of the car <laughs> while still trying to avoid the piles of bugs. Yeah. God, it's like I don't know how this story can get any worse. I yeah. mean, unless she shit in her hands and start wiping it on people, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how it can get any yeah. worse. This is like the worst experience I think anyone could ever endure. Yeah, uh, and, and then she summoned Beelzebub to sing <laughs> acapella songs for money while he held out a hat. You know, just every bad thing you could imagine. Um, the train started to move again. How long was it stuck? Half an hour. Half an hour. Half, a Half an hour. hour. You had to deal with this. God. And I know that there are people who are like, okay, I'm, this is it. I'm leaving. Yeah, I, know, you know? I don't know what I would do. Because it was like, I had already decided to leave New York. And it was like, just in time. Because I basically uh, got into this a fist fight with a firebrand preacher on the subway car. Coming home from work. <laughs> Wait, what? why? Because like, he was just shouting. And it was so crowded. You just told him to shut up. And I was like... I'm trying to read, like, and I even put in my headphones and some metal and trying to read. He, I still could hear him. And I was just like, I can't, I'm just like, move away from me, move away. And he wouldn't. So I just kept pushing him. And he's like, he was like, wanted me to hit him because of, I don't know, Jesus or yeah. whatever, you know? <laughs> and I was literally going to beat him to death. 
It's that's like, I gotta what, leave this city. That's what it does. That's what it does to you eventually. It just you'll beat a fucking preacher to death. Well, that, that's that's the thing about city living, like <sighs> urban living. Yeah, you have to realize you're going to be on top of everybody. You're gonna there mm. is no personal space, and if you're yeah. comfortable with that, sure, there's lots of cool shit to do in in New York mm. City, but you got to be comfortable being mm. like you know two inches away from somebody on a subway mm. train, and that person smells like fucking diarrhea, and you just have to deal with it. Right. I mean, you have to love strangers. Yeah. And that's, that's how it is. There you go. So, yeah. there's your fucking crickets. So, what happened? Like, they just took her off the train? Did they oh, yeah, right. Her? Yeah, so, so uh, the train started to move again. Uh, pulled into the DeKalb Avenue station. Whoop, whoop. That used to be my station for a while. Uh, where dozens of cops were waiting on the platform. God, did they have her. like a like a, an EMS team for those dozens of cops? Yeah, for like <laughs> these 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 passengers who are going to mm. come out crying, traumatized. This is worse than a terrorist attack. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. I can't even imagine that. Whereas, like in Japan, the the train gets hit with sarin gas, and then everyone's like, "Well, I still got to go to work. It's important. <laughs> yeah. You know, my corporation's important to me, so I got to really good do that. You know, <laughs> they're coughing up their own blood. You know." <laughs> God, <laughs> over the fax machine. You but know. here it's like we got yeah. covered in crickets. We had yeah. to sit in a train oh, that was like of ninety work. degrees. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm. I would be traumatized by. It. I don't think. Mm. I don't know what I would do. I don't. I don't think I'd ride public trans for a while. Right. I'd take Uber or something. I'd take Lyft to work right. or just walk and just leave two hours early. I used to ride my bike. That's yeah. Fun. I, That's I a would fun do way something. To get to work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, people send your stories. Stick around podcast. Hotmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Before we get to our calls, uh, here's another word from Adam and Eve. to your sex life go to adamandeve.com you'll get 50% off your purchase free shipping two adult DVDs and a product so sensual we can't even mention it on this podcast no no just type the coupon code diddle upon checkout The first call that we got here uh, is a call from my father, ah. a rabbi from beyond the grave. Beyond the grave. Beyond the, this is from another dimension. Yeah. The dimension of the dead. I think he, or um, I thought he was in the dimension where, where the great gazoo is from, from the Flintstones. Possibly. Mm. I mean, I remember my father used to say, because I asked him, you know, we'd talk about like, you know, mm. so there's no hell and there's no real heaven. I was right. like, what do, what do Jews do? What happens to Jews when they die? Right. And my dad, my dad used to say, oh, they go to a place and they, mm. they read Talmud. Mm. I was like, all, all day? He's like, yes. Mm. And they talk about Talmud. I'm like, that, that sounds like hell to me. He's like, no, it's, it's fun. I don't understand <laughs> how you could just keep reading the same book over and over again. You know? I, I don't know. That I mean, would be like, look, look, guys, this is really important. Uh, every week, every Saturday, we're going to sit down and binge watch season two of Monk <laughs> on DVD. Okay. And this is what we're going to do 
from now on. Yeah, but isn't that how... Like, or- how much can you get out of that? I don't understand. But isn't that how what organized religion is all about? Like, you read the fucking Bible, the same thing in the Bible, and you've read the, same, the Bible over and over the, again. It's not the same thing. It's not the like... The Quran. It's the same thing. They're not studying it. You know, I, they're not studying it in the way that Jews study it. But the thing is with Jews is like every Saturday there's a weekly Torah portion and you mm. just go through it every Saturday, 52 weeks, you read the Torah portion and then there's a, a holiday mm. called Simcha Torah where you like celebrate mm. reading the entire Torah and then starting all over again. Because this is the thing. You can be a perfectly good Christian or a perfectly good Muslim while you're illiterate. You can't be a Jew if you're illiterate. You just can't. Well, yeah, because you can't. Uh, you can't study read the, Torah, the fucking thing. It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I, the Talmud is even the Talmud yeah. is interpretations of the Torah. Right. So it's like you're sitting there reading someone yeah. else's interpretation of the Torah. And the, the you know the best way um, to, uh, you know culinary wise to prepare the uh, beating heart of a Christian baby. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good ways you can. So, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, here you know, here is my father calling is. from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Hello, D. This is your father from beyond the grave. Sounds just like him. I just yeah. want to tell you, you've been a terrible Jew. Your father was Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah, okay. he, right. he sounds just a lot checking. like Christopher Lee. Okay. And that Moses is frowning upon you because <laughs> you forgot the third commandment, and that is, thou shalt not take a shit until thou hast clocked in to work. Thou must take it the shift of at least a quantity... Wait, what? Of at least a time frame of 20... I think they, your dad is in dog heaven. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, is, is, yeah. is my father like in a kennel in uh, heaven or something? Because yeah. it sounded like there was some dog in the background, like whining oh, or something. So wait, he's saying that... Uh, and what do you think about Exodus 2437? Oh, oh, you know? <laughs> so wait, he's saying yeah. that my father's disappointed because I'm taking a shit at work while on the clock. You know, I should be taking a shit before I clock in. I have no idea what he's... That, that, that sounds like what he's saying. Okay, right. I would think, you know... Well, anyway, let's hear him out. Mm. Hear two him. minutes of two times per day, thou shalt take the shit. Mm-hmm. Say, you've been a horrible Jew, and I, your father, the rabbi, mm. am very disappointed in you. In order to make up for this, you must... Having a rabbi disappointed in you is just like, you know, Tuesday. That's not, there's nothing crazy. Yeah, but you know, know, the thing is with my dad, my my dad would never punish us. Like, I never got, I I was never, um, I never got in trouble, like, where I was, you know, uh, when they they make you stay in your room. What is that? Mm. Grounded. I was never grounded. I was never had my my allowance docked or anything like that. Like, my dad never really did anything like, like that. But what my dad would do is he would look at you and be like, David, I'm very disappointed in you. Right. And when you'd hear that, it was just like, wow, I, I fucked up. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have done this. And I'd feel really bad. Like, and, and that's the thing. It's well, like, I mean, that's like half of what you will learn in rabbinical school, I think. Well, it's the, it's so. the way to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, like Obi-Wan had the Jedi power. Mm. My dad could just be disappointed and mm. just give, fill you, imbue you mm. with a sense of Jewish guilt. Yep. That's what they do. Take it, the shit, for 20 minutes, twice per day, while thou hast clocked in. While thou hast. Quaffton? <laughs> what? Yeah, um, 
yeah, yeah. My father apparently is more difficult to understand now okay. that he's dead, but mm. in the afterlife. Well, um, he's got to speak up over all those dogs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he owns a kennel. I, I, yeah. My dad always wanted to do that, actually. He loved dogs. Mm. Uh, the thing is, I would think my father would be happy that I was taking advantage of the company by taking a shit during work hours. Mm. You know, that is one of my favorite things to do. Okay. I love doing that. I didn't know that. Oh, dude, I go to I go to work. Mm. Sometimes like, I'll have to shit in the morning before I go to work, and I'll right. hold it. I will hold it till I get to work. And then you know, I'll have a cup of coffee, and then you really have to shit. And then I'll go, and I'll take a 20-minute shit. I don't shit for 20 minutes. Right. I, you know, I shit for maybe like two minutes or three minutes. And then I sit there on my phone. And that, that time is some of my favorite times. I mean, that was fun work. when, uh, I don't know, when... I actually thought Angry Birds was fun. You know, that was a good time for that. Yeah, because you could, you could play yeah, games. Other than that. No, nah, I'm on Facebook. Mm. I look at, check out Instagram, mm. you know, looking at hot chicks. The, the thing is with me, I feel like I'm sticking it to the man. Okay. I feel like I'm like, fuck you, CEO. Not giving yeah. me any fucking uh, stock options here. Mm. We'll take that. I'm going to take a 20-minute shit, and you're paying me right. to defecate. Okay. It's the little things in life that, I guess, that I mean, matter. I guess so. Yeah, you it know. is. It's, you know, I feel like it's like my own personal rebellion. Right. So what, I would what think, ad adhering to labor laws is your own personal rebellion. Well, the, the, yeah. but the fact that they're paying me to shit. Okay. I could have shit at yeah. home and right. then not shit at work. But I just feel like I'm sticking to the man, you know? It's just the way it is. That's why I feel like my father would be like, yes, David, go get them. Earn your money. Get paid to shit. Right. Although my dad never said shit. Hmm. All right. Yeah, he never well. said that. Um, anyway, well, it, it's nice to hear from you, Dad. Sorry to disappoint mm. you, and uh, I'll try to make it up to you and Moses next week. Um, the next call we got here is mm. from that the our, our Olympics correspondent over in Brazil. All right. Hey, guys. This is the Brazilian correspondent once again, coming with the hottest news from, well, that little place with the Olympics and stuff. I don't know if you've seen, but a camera from the Olympic Broadcasting Service that was attached to a, and I quote, cable, looks like a string, mm. fell and injured four people. Because that's what happened when you tie something as big as a scooter to a string. Well, um, a bullet was shot into the Olympic Equestrian Media Center. And the funny thing is that a Brazilian reporter said, oh, Maybe it's a bullet from the shooting competition. Yeah, because they use AK-47 as the standard gun, right? On other news, you probably know about the four guys from the American swimming team, I think, that said they were robbed, but oh, yeah. they went to two parties and things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say about that. I found that hilarious. Yeah, because you know they're like four bros that go out, got wasted partying with the French guys. Right, coming back, they didn't get laid, so they're all pissed off. And so then they go and like, they go to like this gas station, and like Brian Lochte smashes the sign, and they vandalize a bunch of shit. Mm. And then uh, security comes, and I highly doubt they even have guns drawn. Security comes, they you know obviously they're armed security mm. guards, and they make them pay for the damage. Right that they did which they should and then meanwhile Ryan Lochte goes and tells his mom we got robbed yeah robbed by banditos like you think you could just shut up like man a gun made it out of that without you know anybody knowing 
I'm going to shut up about this forever. Well, they know? made it sound like, you know, the yeah. fucking federales come down yeah. on you and you have to bribe them to let you yeah. go. It's yeah. no, you're yeah. paying for the fucking damage that you just you yeah. just wrought. You know, it's like you just fucking mm. broke a sign and kicked a bunch of shit. You got to pay for it, you asshole. Well, this I mean, this guy is literally dumber than a bag of hammers, so <laughs> it doesn't, you know. So anyway, see what it is. They were lying. But the point is how the police knew it because they said oh they stole our wallets but they left our cell phones listen if you're gonna get robbed in rio you're gonna be lucky if they leave you with your clothes on <laughs> seriously they'll take everything you've got so yeah it's kind of low here on the slow on the new side but i've heard about an herbal legend that i want to share with you legend says there a guy after pokemon go was released here in Brazil. He stole over a hundred cell phones in a week. Wow. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it's true or not, but it's Brazil, so probably it's true. Okay? Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and wait till the Paralympics. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till they do, do they have having the, the the Special Olympics in Brazil too? Is that true? I don't know. Are you just? I'm just, I'm just wondering. Okay. Are they? No, I don't think so, man. Where's I, the Special Olympics? I don't know, but I don't think it's international. The Special Olympics. Right? I, I, yeah, I'm sure that it's internet. They don't have uh, just because they call it the competing. Olympics doesn't mean it follows you know the exact same model as the actual. They don't Olympics. have like Brazilian athletes and French athletes in the Special Olympics. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm gonna, I, I think I you're wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up after the show. Okay. But I thought it was like you know, yeah. all the countries are represented to go to the Special Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure even even the countries that fucking euthanize retards, I'm sure they're they're really on board to go. You know, to go do this. You should right? be. You know, that's what you should do. You should be Youth a Special okay. Olympics coach. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> look. <laughs> I would love to see you like coaching the yeah. track team, like the the pole vaulters. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if I had my way, you'd all be euthanized. <laughs> but here we are, and we made it this far. We got to do it. I don't. I don't actually think anybody should be. I don't. Other than people who want to be euthanized, but um, you know, that'd be that'd be. I'd have to go to like racist anonymous or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. ableist anonymous yeah. or something. Um. You know, this Olympics is probably... My name is Reinhard, and, um, well, at least the, the judges at Nuremberg say that I'm responsible for the, the death of uh, one million Jews. <laughs> Dr. Strange level. I'm here. the one who brought the coffee also, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think this Olympics is probably going to be the, the worst Olympics they've ever had. I mean, uh, even in some of the Olympics had tragedy occur. It's just that this Olympics was just so poorly organized. Well, you know what I might do, actually, after this Olympics, which I never thought the Olympics would affect my life in any way. I'd like to figure out if there's a way I can regularly watch women's field hockey games. Do you like that better than the women's volleyball? Yes. Hmm. Women's yeah. field hockey. Oh, yes. There must be like a L.A. team or like an intramural college team. Maybe you can become a fan of the, uh, the, uh, the, the Bruins, or the UCLA field hockey team i generally prefer my creepiness to remain private you know 
uh, if possible. So. I could just picture you just yeah. wearing a trench coat, yeah. hanging uh, out in the stands at the uh, field yeah. hockey game. There's like 10 people watching it, yeah. like the, the, the girl's parents. Yeah. And there's Harrison just in his fucking trench coat. Smelling like hand lotion. Yeah, hit the mm. ball. Mm. Okay, yeah, move that stick. Mm. Ooh, I love the way you handle it. Um, yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, thank you, Olympic correspondent, for calling in. Well, there's a part two here. Oh, there's right. a part two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, it's the, the Brazilian correspondent again. I'm sorry to call again. It's just that I forgot to mention about the Russian diplomat or something that killed the guys who were trying to steal his car. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Uh, oh, yeah. I found out his identity. He is Brazilian. Mm. He's a con artist. And he actually had fake documents from the Russian diplomat bullshit, I don't know what, just to say that, and I'm not mentioning any news. Of- what is the con there, though? Like, how do you get, you know? I, don't know. I mean, you, you get it reported like- in the media, and then... I don't know. They find out about your fake documentation, which is. Usually... I mean, maybe he was in the middle of doing a okay. some kind of con, yeah. like like mm. Russian consulate papers, or said right. he was like a diplomat or something. Well, most all skilled con men love uh, national attention. Did he have a Russian accent that he put on? I don't know. Uh, who was better than mine? Well, like tourists being kidnapped by drug dealers because there's so many and they're all the same. So. You just imagine, okay? That's good because then you can imagine how things are, okay? So, right. keep it sick, keep it wrong. Brazilian correspondent, out. You know, I'm going to miss, mm. now that the Olympics is over, we're mm. going to miss those updates. However, that being said, please keep calling in and telling us Brazilian news because I, I love I, I love the, uh, the what happens in Brazil. I just love getting, being updated on it. Sure. Um, I saw some video where it's just a video of uh, these kids in the favelas just running up yeah. to people and stealing cell phones. Like some of them, these kids would be on bikes and they'd just go by and they'd see a tourist with a cell phone and just grab her out of their hand mm. and cruise on their bike. It was great. It was like a 10 minute video of just like all the uh, cell phones being ripped off. It's mm. amazing. Anyway, I'm going to miss that. Um, but, um, but yeah, keep us updated. Thanks for that. We have uh, uh, one more call here from the chocolate goddess mm-hmm. calling in to tell us uh, a, a personal story. All right. Hello, Dean Harrison. This is the Chocolate Goddess. Um, I just wanted to give you a call to um, give you a little story about a procedure that I just went through. Um, I actually just had, about six weeks ago, a sexual reassignment surgery, and I wanted to relay a... I never even knew that was... Okay, yeah. I, did, I didn't know she was trans. Right, me neither. And I'm, I'm, wow. Although, I don't know. You've probably been listening to calls from her for like 27 years. So Yeah, but well, we've been listening to calls yeah. all this time. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well. Sort of the whole, um, the process of it, because it really kind of was sick and wrong. So this is the perfect <laughs> place to kind of give that story. So basically, um, I had, I probably had one of the hardest cases my doctor told me because of my um, body size because I'm thin, so it makes it really difficult, um, the space and everything to do the surgery. And um, uh, so I went in, obviously everything was fine, um, at least so far, and then when I came out of surgery, I was bleeding a lot, so I had to have a bunch of blood transfusions, I think maybe six. Whoa. Um, so I was in there a lot longer than I should have. Jesus. But um, the first day that I woke up from... Um, uh, sort of in a haze from everything that had happened. 
um, the doctor came in and um, when they were doing the bleeding, she basically uh, took a needle, I would say a large needle, and she was just in the bed without any sort of, um, without any sort of like numbing or anything like that, just was filling up my clitoris because they thought initially that's where the bleeding was coming from. So it wasn't, and that hurt like a bitch because, you know. Wait, so, so she had her penis removed and they gave her a clitoris, right? Yeah. And so she's being injected right into this clitoris? That she just got. This is this, this sounds. Wow, this is yeah. like yeah, I'm 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 kind of bothered by this. Yikes. Okay. You now they're doing obviously procedures that could have been done in you know the operating room just in the patient bed. So after a couple of days, they see that it's still bleeding and I'm still having to get transfusions, and they take all the packing out because you have to pack the vagina to keep it hollow because that's your body sees it as a cavity, so you kind of have to fill it, you know. Um. I think this is why a lot of a lot of trans people don't actually do this. Well, I because, thought they, you know. Well, I thought they 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 didn't do it because they want to maintain the 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 feeling like of a of a, you know like of having an orgasm and having can they well, replicate also it that just though? seems like something that the you know a doctor came up with once like yeah I guess we could do that yeah why, why not yeah let's try that let's, let's do something like that you know like in the same way that you might make a human centipede or something like it's not. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah, but they've been doing it for a long time now. I they've mean, been doing it's, it's it. It's not like they just started doing. It's like uh, laser, uh, LASIK surgery. It's like right. they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. However, what ever I since fucking Doctor Mengele first tried it on a retarded uh, twin dwarf. What, what I don't. I'm sure. What I you know. what I want to know is, can they replicate the feeling that a clitoris no. has that you have? Your penis? Like, can no. you still, can you have a vaginal orgasm? Medical science doesn't even know what the brain does yet. Like, how are they? I don't know. Well, I'm that's so the thing. So you're getting your procedure. your penis cut yeah. off, mm. and then thus, like, you know, uh, depriving yourself of mm. ever having an orgasm again. Mm. I don't know. By some doctor who's just you know thinking about fucking his th- his receptionist the whole time afterwards, you know. So they took everything out and they found it. I think in the inner wall near my labia is where I was um, really bleeding out, and. <laughs> and so I was there for 30 minutes as she took everything out. She repacked it and basically took a, I forget the name of the surgical instrument, but they had to go to the OR to get it and basically just sewed me back up again from the surgical wound for 30 minutes. I was screaming. It was horrible. It was, it was, it's, you guys could do a lot of hard things in your life or face a lot of pain. Maybe the stupid shit you guys do as guys when you're younger, but this is beyond any sort of pain that you could possibly imagine. Oh, and just to go back to the first day too, um, my stomach was extended with a lot of gas and she wasn't sure why. And so <laughs> after they got me out of the CAT scan and realized that it was gas, they prompted me to split me over in the bed and shove like a hollow tube up ah. my ass, which stayed there. What did it? I wonder if she just like shot out a fart like a cannon. Okay, so I'll finish. Sorry, this is the chocolate goddess again. I'll finish up my story really quickly. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, you know, I am lucky that I was not born with, with, you know. I wonder what happened. So if the the persona of a female, I mean, <laughs> well, because of this kind of shit and obviously discrimination and whatnot, but also just like generally, you're you're already a few steps behind if you're a white person with that. Like if you're Asian, if you're black, that tends to, t- it tends to be easier to have sexual reassignment. 
no, not sexual reassignment, but if you're trans, it's easier to be passable. If you, if that's what you're into. Oh, you could. Uh, if you're uh, Asian, if you're black, like it just tends to. Where if you're white, uh, you know. Especially I, if you're, I if can't you're a Jew, imagine. I can't even picture well. you as a woman. No, it doesn't. I just don't think it would work. Yeah, no, it wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't even think of. I, mean, I can't even picture it. It'd be horrifying. Well, so you know how, like, if you lose a limb, like an arm, you get that phantom mm. limb syndrome. Do you yeah. think the same thing applies to? If you lose yes. your uh, your penis, you I'm think sure. you still have a penis? I'm sure it does. Yeah. Wow, it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird. I mean, you still do. It's just. Yeah, but I mean, like you, you do you think you like you know right after you get this done, you like stand up like you're normally going to take a piss, and you're just like, oh wait, there's nothing there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. So anyway, she calls back all right, here. All right. Okay, so I'll finish. Sorry, this is the chocolate goddess again. I'll finish up my story really quickly. So, um. Basically, after they shoved the tube up my ass and I had her thing done, I had I got out of the hospital and then I was in pain for a bunch of days and then I went back to the doctor's office and I thought I was going to get the packing out and then she again in the office with not even any morphine or anything, she did the same thing. She took it out and filled me up and I was crying for hours. But the silver lining on this all is that today I had my six-week checkup and... Uh, they said I could start trying to masturbate, try to orgasm, and it was supposedly supposed to be really hard. Huh. And within an hour, I had two orgasms. So Whoa. I'm Whoa. already going really strongly with my new vagina, and I'm sure a lot of people will gasp. And you know, your your demographic that you guys get and think <laughs> that's sticking wrong, you know, carrying a transfer. I don't. And and what you're saying here, other than the horrible pain. Yeah, the, the, the medical, uh, and, and the medical, the medical procedure that you went me through. Um, what you just said only reaffirms my my long, my long held belief that the uh, that uh, transgender people are actually the next step in human evolution. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, in the future, is, yeah. Isn't that what they say? Like it's going to be a melt. Like everyone's just going like, to meld together. Yeah, everyone's just going to look like Tilda Swinton. No, they look um, like David Bowie or something. Got to make way for the homo superior, you know, androgynous so, wonder. I do believe this is where we're heading. Anyway, sexual or trans woman talk about her new vagina, but I'm sure they're all jacking off to it. Really. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my little story in a very, very summed up uh, version. And hopefully later this month, I'll be able to give you the trailer from that movie that I did. I think they'll be done with it. So um, stay sick and wrong. Thank you so much. Bye. Wow, you know, well, I, I'm impressed. You she, go, girl, and that is, is the a, only time I've ever said that non-ironically. She's a brave woman, I mean, yes. to go through a procedure like that. Mm. I mean, most people could never do it. And yeah. I, I mean, I understand, like, a, you know, maybe some trans people enjoy, still want to have their penis, but the fact right. that she actually went through that procedure. There's an entire subgenre of hente about it called futanari. I Something I learned did, recently. I did not know that. Yeah, they'll avoid it. It's not good. Yeah, it's I, bad. I, I'm not a big fan of the yeah. hentai. I don't like um, it. You know but, what really uh, disturbs me about it? When they have, they'll have a split screen and then on the, on the or, or picture in picture, and the picture in picture will show uh, what it, the penis in the vagina looks like as if you're inside of the flesh. As if the camera do is Do you in, masturbate to this? No. Oh, you just watch I it. I come for, across it. You come across it, you know? Without seeking it out. It's just like yeah. you're on like, you yeah, know. Yeah, you're on Pornhub. You're on, you know, <laughs> motherless, whatever. You know, shit comes up. Yeah, you're just reading the Huffington Post. Next thing you know, it's like you got you're watching a vagina being fucked from the inside. Yeah, I can, that yeah. happens. It happens. People. Breasts swelling up and exploding with insects coming out of them. Yeah, you know, all sorts of things. You know, you never know when that when you could come across that. I gotta say, yeah. you're a brave woman. Yes, indeed, goddess. you really are. And I'm actually kind of amazed. I didn't realize that you could still mm. continue to have an orgasm. I like didn't that. either. So that's, uh, that's I'm kind of I'm kind of blown away by this. Mm. 
So, uh, you know, more, more power to you. I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm very, very impressed. Thanks for sharing. Hmm. It's a, it's a, that's pretty amazing what you went through. Yes. God, it's crazy though. Hardcore. Uh, people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, big announcement. Crazy D's blowout bargain t-shirt sale going on right now. For a limited time only, tees are going to be discounted $10. $10 off domestic and international tees. So $14 for domestic and Canada t-shirt and $22 for international t-shirt. So if... Um, if you guys buy a t-shirt right now, you're going to get $10 off. And I'm throwing in a 10-pack of stickers. Crazy D here. Blowout bargain t-shirt sale. So uh, go to sickgroundpodcast.com. I'm so store. crazy. I'm only making a 12% profit margin on this. You know, honestly. That's how crazy it is. Honestly, it costs like $14 to ship to the UK. So we're not even yeah, making any yeah, money. Okay. It's just, but yeah. we're going to, we want people to wear sick around t-shirts. Plus right. I want to print some other ones. So, right. um, yeah, we, we really few... want to, you know, continue having British people call and yell at us. <laughs> that's, that's what the investment is in. You know, we, we want to keep that going. We have a few t-shirts left. So limited time only take advantage of what you can. Sickgroundpodcast.com slash store. Uh, finally here, sick wrong song of the week. I had no idea. I had no idea that, uh, Lieutenant Uhura from the original Star Trek was also a jazz singer. Do you know that? I did not. It's kind of like Eartha Kitt. I, you know, I had a huge or crush Louis on her. Or Louis Farrakhan. He was a jazz singer? He was a Calypso singer. Really? Oh, yeah. I never knew that. White Man's Heaven is the Black Man's Hell. Uh, it's a great song. Oh, Love wait. It. I think we, yeah, I think we, have, have we played that? No, but we almost, We talked about we it. We talked discussed about it. it, yeah. So uh, the recordings of Nichelle, Lieutenant Hura Nichols, were uh, neglected by Rhino Records when they assembled the Golden Throats compilation. Mm. But between 1967 and 1991, she released three full-length albums and an EP. Mm. And uh, this is like, you know, this was during mm. uh, Star Trek. But you know what? And be careful when Googling Golden Throats is all i <laughs> Did Shatner and Leonard Nimoy release albums as well? Uh, yes. Shatner did recently, but did he back in the day? Was he also a lounge singer? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Dude, he, Is that he, how he did got to start. He did Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, yeah. He did yeah, Rocket yeah, 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 yeah. Rock Man in the 70s. And even in the Rocket 60s, Man, he did yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man, where he's just literally just yelling Mr. Tambourine Man. Over but did he do that before he was Captain Kirk? No. Of course so not. this is after. Nobody would okay. let him do that. Who would have let him do that? No one. Do you think Shatner banged Lieutenant Uhura? I'd like to. Th well, Michelle Nichols. Let's not. Yeah, Michelle think, Nichols. Okay, please. But do you think he did? I like to think so. I mean, I what's the point? You know? Yeah. I'd, uh, I had such a huge crush on her. What does it all kid. mean? Yeah. Uh, I, absolutely. I, 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 yeah. Before I learned to masturbate, I remember right. getting like an erection watching that show. Just, right. I, she used to wear sexy outfits. Right. You know? I can, maybe I have a And especially when you were a kid in the 80s because you'd be wearing like corduroy pants. And those are very fun Just for Rub it up on the couch with oh, yeah. corduroy pants, uh -huh. making that noise, that like zipper noise. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, she debuted as a solo recording artist uh, with an album called Down to Earth. And so this is a song from that. It's called Know What I Mean, mm. released in 1967 by Nichelle Nichols, otherwise known as Lieutenant Uhura. So we're going to end the show here with that. People will be back next week with episode 548. Till then. Assalamu alaikum. Take it sleazy. Anytime that you want some Know what I mean Know what I mean And there's a lot of little jelly rolls Where this comes from Know what I mean Know what I mean 
dainty pudding, but it just don't last. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? And my little tapioca's going mighty fast. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Baby, wait until you sample my souffle. Got a feeling you will fit for my frappe. But if you are not too partial to parfait, hey, you can have my share of eclair. You can take my tutti frutti way and I won't budge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? But I ain't about to part with all my homemade fudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. That rapper Young Jeezy, I think yes, it was. I, or no, I'm, Young Thug, Young Thug. I don't know Young Thug. Young Thug came out with this album, a mixtape called "My Name Is Jeffrey." Okay, and there's a bunch of different uh, song titles that apparently have no meaning to the song itself. So mm. there's like a, his one song Harambe. Like everyone's like, oh, mm. he wrote a song about Harambe. It's actually not about Harambe. It's yeah. about like fucking a girl in ecstasy and threatening guys with his gun. Okay, sure. Not even a mention of Harambe. Mm. I wanted to play it at the, uh, at the end of the show, but then I was like, he doesn't even say anything about the fucking gorilla. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was hoping it, I thought at first, because someone told me that it was called, They Smoke My Nigga Harambe. And I was right, like, yeah. that would be a great name for a rap song. Yeah. They Smoke My Nigga Harambe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't do it anyway. <laughs> 